Romans 8.15 says, You did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Welcome to Spirit of Adoption Radio, where we soar above all the darkness of this world and see things in the light of God's eternal perspective. Now, here's your hosts, Kevin and Tabitha Lavelle. Shalom. We're so thankful and blessed that you would choose to join us today for episode number 90 of Spirit of Adoption Radio. I'm Kevin, and with me as always is my dear wife, Tabitha. How are you today, Svia? I'm doing great. I love this song. It's a blessing. Amen. You in the streams of life? Mm, Yes. Feeling the waves of his mercy? Amen. Waves of mercy, waves of grace. Yes. Everywhere I go, I see your face. (laughs) Remember that song? No. Waves of mercy. Oh, right, right, okay. Waves of grace, everywhere I go, I see your face. Or everywhere I look, yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Who sings that one? I can't remember. I don't know. It's an old one that you need to bring back, I think. Mm-hmm. That way we can remember it. That's right. <laughs> hey, if you're seeking his face everywhere you go. You'll see him in everything. You'll find him. Yeah, I see him in everything. Amen. In creation, when I'm taking a walk, and everything. I see him everywhere. Now, we're not talking about pantheism. We're not saying God is the tree. No. We're, we're no. seeing God in, you know, like the Catholics who see Mary in everything. Like they're they're making their toast in the morning. They see Mary in the toast. And oh no no no, not like that. It's not <laughs> weird like that. It's actually just like when I see His handiwork, mm-hmm. it all points to Him. That's right. Like all the creation, all the little things that He does in creation. I look at them like mm-hmm. little gifts right from His hand to me. That's right. It's hard to explain. No Romans chapter one. Yeah. The invisible things of God are clearly seen through the things that He's made. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. And on today's show, you know what we want to talk about today, dear? Should I say it or you? I was giving you an opportunity. I was putting it up on a T for you today. Okay. H2O. H2O. We Water. got to flow like H2O. That's right. Or flowing like H2O. Uh oh. 
K-Flow in the house. K-Flow like we're living waters flowing. K-Flow like H2O. There you go. So speaking of H2O, water, or in Hebrew, what is it? My, 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 my. That's the song that our little uh, friends in our fellowship like to dance to every week, huh? The younger generation likes that song a lot. Oh, yeah, because we dance, right? Yep. And they know that I'll get in there. They know you'll dance with them, too, so they're always like pulling on us at the end of fellowship. It's so fun because once Mr. they finish, Kevin, Maya, 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 yeah. Maya. Maya, Maya. Once they finish it one time, they want to do it like over and over and over again. And I'm literally like out of breath, but I'm, I'm I can keep up with them. It's pretty. I might have to break out that song next it's week. Pretty fun, Maya, Maya. Yes, Get people dancing. Definitely. So, in God's design, speaking of Maya, water, uh, He has made water absolutely essential for life on Earth. Yes. Totally essential, just like the air we breathe. And I was looking up some stats on that. About 70% of the Earth's surface is covered with water. And what's interesting is about 70% of an adult human body is made up of water. Mm -hmm. And the human body can survive for around 40 to 60 days without food, but it can only survive about four to six days without water. So which one's more important? Yeah, water, definitely. That's interesting because I can't even think of going four days without water. Mm. I think I would probably not not last the four days, <laughs> four to six days. Mm. I don't think I would last four days. So you haven't thought about going four to six days without water. Have you thought about maybe fasting from food for 40 to 60 maybe? I don't think I've had that thought before, okay. actually. Okay, so you haven't had that <laughs> Our Lord had that thought. I know. That's really sweet of him. I am like, I admire him for that. Oh, yeah. Greatly. Amen. And after 40 days, what does it say? He began to be hungry. Yeah. But yeah, so our physical bodies are totally dependent on Mayim, water, Mm. for our temporal physical life here on earth. And I think it's so awesome how God designed our bodies to need water like this because all through the scripture, Water is also used as a picture or symbol of the Spirit of God who we all need in order to live eternally. Mm, Yes, that's right. So just as physical water gives life to us physically, the Holy Spirit, who is symbolized as spiritual water, gives life to us spiritually. Mm. And this is something that God describes to us all throughout the scripture. Can I get a sip of that water? Yeah, take a water break. Yeah, hold on. All that talk of water made me thirsty. (laughs) (laughs) Water break time. Amen. So the very first place that we see water and the spirit together, where do you think it is? In the beginning. In the beginning, right. Genesis chapter one, we see the spirit and water. So the Bible says that the earth was made in water and out of water. Okay. And the New Testament says that. But in Genesis chapter one, verses one and two, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. Mm. So the very first place you see the Holy Spirit and waters is right in the beginning. And if you go through creation, when God created everything, it actually becomes a picture of how he wants to make people into new creations in Christ. Amen. And it can't be done without the Spirit of God. That's right. And then in Ezekiel, water is a symbol of the Spirit coming into a person and cleansing their heart of sin. 
So Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27, very important passage. It's also important for how God restored the people of Israel back into the land. It says he would restore them back into the land in unbelief. Most of the Jews are in unbelief, but then it says he will do work in their hearts and he will give them a new spirit and the water of the spirit will come in their lives and cleanse them. And we're starting to see that in Israel right now too. Yes, More Jews coming to know their Messiah than any time in history. So it says, then, meaning after they're back in the land, okay, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean. I will cleanse you from all your filthiness and from all your idols. Are there some idols in Tel Aviv? Oh, yeah. People don't believe about Tel Aviv when I tell them. Mm. You know, I was just sharing with a friend. Um, uh, we were talking about Israel, and she had never been there, and she really wants to go, and so she wanted to hear about it. And I started mm. to share with her about Tel Aviv and how it reminded me a lot of San Francisco right? with all the exactly. sin and just all the idols and, you know, just... That people are going to the club, living a very debauched life a yeah. lot of times in Tel Aviv. Sometimes young Orthodox Jews will flee Judaism and mm-hmm. just decide that they want to live all out wild, wow. and they'll yeah. flee and run to Tel Aviv. That's sort of the place for them to go. Jews gone wild. Yeah, and you see That's that. Tel Aviv, right? Right, Jews gone wild. That's mm-hmm. very true. So you see Tel Aviv and, you know, it's it's a lot of times your first taste of Israel is That's right. when you land in Tel Aviv. And what's interesting that this Ezekiel 36 has to do prophetically with the Jews coming back in the land. That's the first city. That's when they came back in the land. That's, That's where, where they, they became a nation again. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is Tel Aviv right now? You can actually go into the the building where they became a nation again in 1948. It's in Tel Aviv. Mm. So it literally is a place of filthiness and idols. It's true. But at the same time, Jews are becoming cleansed there now. Mm. The water of the Spirit's at work. They're back yeah. in the land. So I'll read on. It says, I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit within you. I will take the heart of stone out of your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you will keep my judgments and do them. Why? Because the water of the Spirit has done the cleansing work, and His Spirit is now within you. So it's not just them trying to keep the the Torah, right? It's the Spirit of God coming inside, and that is what causes them to walk in His ways. Yeah, that's so beautiful, you know. And as terrible as we're making it sound in Tel Aviv, it's actually a really ripe harvest field for people to come out of their bondage of Mm -hmm. sin. And, you know, we've had some really amazing mm-hmm. conversations with people in Tel Aviv. That's right. Especially that younger generation that's sort of just done with religion and yeah. all that stuff. And we've, I remember a bunch of skaters. You had a really good conversation with a bunch of these skaters. Mm-hmm. And at first, it was like they were going to try to mock the things of God. But then as you started talking to them, it was like drawing out a really, really good spiritual conversation that yeah. was leading them to the gospel. And I think they even received a Bible, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And because they're open to things of the spiritual realm. Right. Okay. So many of them have rejected the dead traditions of Judaism. Okay. The Talmud mm-hmm. and, and those things. And they're open to spiritual things. That's why in Tel Aviv, there's such an occultic emphasis, right? unclean spirits, yeah. but they're open to experiences of spiritual things. right? So it opens up a door to talk to them about the spirit of God 
Mm, the Ruach, HaKodesh. Yes. So we see here in Ezekiel, water's a symbol of the Spirit coming in and cleansing. Mm. And then in Isaiah, water is a symbol of the Spirit quenching the thirst and watering the dryness of someone's life. Mm. Isaiah 44.3, the Lord says, I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. Picture someone's life, mm. thirsty and dry and barren. He says, I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. So it's the pouring of water and the pouring of the spirit compared. Mm. You see, yeah. water's compared to the spirit here. That's beautiful. I think of that song we sing, water in my dry bed. Yes. Um, How's that go? You have redeemed my soul from the pit mm-hmm. of emptiness. You have redeemed my soul from death. That's right. I was a hungry child, a dried up river. Mm. I was a burned down forest. No one could do anything for me. But you put food in my body and water in water. my dry bed. Mm-hmm. Into my blackened branches, you brought the springtime rain of new life. Yes, the springtime rain, right? Yes. Water in the dry bed, just like Isaiah is saying here. Mm. That's what happens when the Spirit is poured out. Amen? Nothing so, is impossible for that's you. That's right. I I never really understood what that water in my dry bed meant. Yeah. I just like Like the the way it sounded. The ground that you're planted in. The song, the way it sounded. But then once once you told me it was like a bed of things that are growing, I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Water in my dry bed. Because I really wouldn't think water in my dry, nice, comfortable bed at home would really make sense. It's not talking about a water bed. (laughs) (laughs) Or a bed that got soaked with water. I mean, I'm thinking, I don't know, maybe that's what they meant. But It's talking about you as like a dry plant dying and you needing water. Yeah, that's a beautiful song, actually. So these are all beautiful things that God the Father wants to do by the Holy Spirit in every thirsty life. Amen? Yes, amen. But where do we find this living water of the Spirit? It's only found in Him. One place. That's right. At the fountain. Yes. At the source of the water. Mm. The fountain. Who is Jesus, Yeshua. Yes, that's right. He is the fountain. He's not the living water, but He is the fountain of living waters. Amen. He's the source. So in John 6, 35, the Lord Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Mm, That's powerful just to think about all the things, you know, that we try to fill our lives up with, you know, all the lies and everything, and they just make you more thirsty. It's like, like Mm. drinking, you know, Mm. and it's a, it's something that I share with people sometimes when I'm doing street ministry, when they're drinking and getting drunk. And I'm like, you know, if you drink that, that drink, you're going to get thirsty again. It makes you, it creates more thirst. Even the actual nature of that drink creates more thirst. But if you drink of the Lord, you're never going to be thirsty again. That's right of the living waters that he wants to supply, Mm. right? That water in your dry bed, amen? Amen. You know, if you pour a bunch of beer in a dry bed of plants and things, Mm. I don't think they're gonna prosper. No, right? they're gonna die really fast. Just like humans die on that stuff. Wow, that's true. Amen? It creates death. The Lord says, if you believe in me, you'll never thirst. So 
related to that. There's a really powerful picture. I would say the most powerful picture in the Old Testament of Jesus as this fountain of living water. That's where you get water out of the fountain, right? You go to your you go to your sink, you go to the spigot, right? You turn it, yes. you, get, you get the water out of it, mm-hmm. right? So that's a picture of the Lord right there. When you look over there at that sink, right? That's a picture of the Lord. You have to avail yourself. That's of right. It. You got to go to it, right? Right. Same thing with the Lord. Mm-hmm. So in the Old Testament, there's a powerful picture of Him as that fountain, as that source, and it's in Exodus chapter 17. So you remember the children of Israel that came out of a dry and weary land, mm. Egypt. Yeah, that was pretty dry, right? Right. And so they they were delivered, and they're in the wilderness, and they're complaining lots of times, right? And you see God's long suffering with them, patient with them. Oh yeah, dealing with them, complaining they needed water. And of course, God knows what they need, and uh, you know He has no problem with us coming to Him and asking Him for things. Right. It's just a complaining spirit He does have a problem with. Yeah. But I'm thankful that the Lord even shows us in scripture that they're complaining, but, and he still is merciful and supplies their needs, wow. you know, even through the complaint, like prayers, <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. I know that's very merciful of him. Sure is. Yeah, sure is. So in Exodus chapter 17, God tells Moses to go to the rock at Horeb, a certain rock. And he says, take your staff and strike it. And out of that rock will flow water. And so he did. God provided that water from the rock. Mm-hmm. And so beautiful. You can actually see that rock now because of some brethren that have actually gone into Saudi Arabia, found the real Mount Sinai. So That's we've watched cool. videos of that, like Bob Cornook. Yeah, but I think I must have fallen asleep on that part because I don't remember seeing that oh, or man. else I wasn't thinking about it. If you were there, you wouldn't have fallen asleep. When Moses struck that rock and the water starts pouring out of there, I'm pretty sure you'd be awake. I would have been awake for that. (laughs) Wow. I want to see that again, actually. I want to see that split rock. Oh, yeah. Amen. So that rock there is significant. So in Exodus chapter 17, it says, Behold, I will stand before you, God the Father speaking, Behold, I will stand before you, Moses, there on the rock in Horeb, and you shall strike the rock, and water will come out of it, that the people may drink. A little side note, the triune God is in this verse. You have the one speaking to Moses, okay? You have the rock and you have the water. So I'll just uh, share that and then you can figure it out as we go. (laughs) Amen. Amen. But the triune God is right there in that verse in the Old Testament. But then fast forward into the New Testament, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 10, the apostle Paul is writing about what happened there in the wilderness and how these things were examples for us upon whom the ends of the ages have come, the things that happened to the children of Israel. He's warning not to do the same things that they did, okay? And how many of them perished in the wilderness because of unbelief. But in verse four, the apostle Paul says, and all drank the same spiritual drink. So that rock was given some spiritual drink, not just physical water, Mm -hmm. okay? Because this thing is a picture of something greater. Remember, water and the spirit are compared. Yes. They all drank from the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them. And that rock was what? Christ. Christ. That rock. Yeah. So the New Testament gives the commentary on the Old Testament. Mm, Wow. And the Lord is telling us here in the New Testament that that rock in Horeb that Moses struck was a picture, a type of Messiah who the water would flow from. Mm. 
And just as that rock was struck before the living water came out in Horeb, so Christ was struck on the cross before the water of the Holy Spirit came on Mm. Pentecost. You see the picture? Yeah. Is God's word rich? Yes, definitely. Powerful? Mm, All the types in the Old Testament are also prophetic, you see. So we have the prophecies that are very detailed, but then we have the types and shadows that are also prophetic Mm. all through the Old Testament. That's so cool. So the death of Christ was the opening of the fountain for us. Mm, Amen. Because before the water of life from the Spirit could be given to a lost humanity in the wilderness of sin, see, it's interesting, they were actually in a wilderness there called sin, the wilderness of sin. Mm. Think about you before the water of the Spirit came in your life. You were in a wilderness of sin. Oh, yeah, definitely. In a dry and weary land yeah, where there is no water. Just lost, yeah. So before the water of life could be given to lost humanity, the fountain of living water had to be opened up. Mm. Think about it. Think about a well. Before a well, there's, there's water under the ground. We have people that we know that dig wells in Africa. Yeah. Before that well can give water, before it can give water, that ground has to be opened up mm. in order for that water to flow. Right. Now think of the picture there. The, the earth has to be torn open so that the life-giving water can flow forth. Mm. In, in the same way, the fountain of living water, who is Jesus Christ, was torn open on Calvary for us. Mm. He allowed himself to be mocked, mm. to be beaten, to be spit upon, to be crucified, so that the water of the Spirit might flow to a thirsty and dying world. Amen. And then later in the Old Testament, Numbers chapter 20, we see where the people are complaining for water again. And God told Moses something different. He said, don't strike the rock at Horeb. Mm. Speak to the rock and water will flow from it. Because Christ died once for all, the just for the unjust, in order to bring us to God. Mm. He will not be smitten again. He was struck once on the cross. He will not die again. He's risen. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. Now, by the Spirit, the water flows into our life. Now, by the Spirit of God, we pray. We talk to Him. He supplies our needs. Mm. You see? Yeah, that's beautiful. So that picture in Exodus 17 is powerful of Christ as that Mm. rock, as that fountain, the source of the living water. And by the way, just as a a little side note, but it's really powerful as well. In Exodus 16, the chapter before that, before the the rock, you have them complaining for food. Mm. And God provides the manna, the bread. Think about it. So you have Exodus 16, God provides the manna, the bread from heaven. Mm. Exodus 17, God provides the water from the rock and the water, a picture of the spirit. Now go back to John 6.35. Think about what Jesus said. I am the bread of life, Exodus 16, the bread that came down. And he says, also, he who believes in me shall never thirst. He's the rock providing the water. Mm. So John 6.35, he's referencing as a fulfillment to Exodus 16 and 17. Wow, it's beautiful. Amen. So we can just praise God for who he is. Mm. that he is the bread of life and he's the source, the fountain of the living water that we need to live in a weary land. We're living in a dry and weary land and there's times where our life may feel dry and weary and we need that water of life. Mm. 
So we come to the rock. Amen. Yes, amen. Come to the rock. There's a hymn that says Jesus is a rock in a weary land. I would just change it to Jesus is the rock in a weary land. How's that go? Oh, Jesus is the rock in a weary land, a weary land, a weary land. Oh, Jesus is the rock in a weary land, a shelter in the time of storm. Amen. So just come to the fountain. Amen. Come to the rock today. Yes. Don't wait another day. Well, we just want to thank all of our listeners for joining us once again for another episode here of Spirit of Adoption Radio. And thank you again for passing this on to your friends and family members. If you know someone who could benefit from any of the things that we share in any of our episodes, please feel free to pass them on um, so that others might be blessed by the things that you're learning and hearing. And if you haven't yet ordered from SoarNaturals.com, we have a huge stock of melatonin and we are excited to be sending out orders of the melatonin and hearing how it's helping you sleep better. Um, If you have not ordered this yet, this is just a really helpful, beneficial sleep help. Um, And also all of our Soar Naturals powders, everything that you find on there is very high quality, made in a USP certified laboratory and everything is organic and fermented and just really high quality. And if you use code SOAR15, you'll be able to get 15% off of your order. Amen. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He has everything under control. So look up and lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Amen. 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 And may the Lord bless you as you seek him today. Maranatha. Thanks for listening to Spirit of Adoption Radio. You can reach us through our website, adoptionairfare.com. Also, please subscribe and leave us a review on the listening platform of your choice. Lord willing, we'll see you next time. Maranatha. Maranatha. 